0: We are the Bride Radio, is the voice of the true Bride of Christ. W.A.T.V. Radio seeks to inform and engage the Bride of Christ
1: The views and opinions expressed in this show do not necessarily reflect the views of We Are the Bride Ministries, We Are the Bride Radio, or We Are
0: the Bride Television. Thank you. Welcome to Fireside Chat with Dr. June Knight.
1: Two or more, okay? We're in agreement. So we're going to pray for our president today. And it's just come down to this, Brad. You're either the way it is, is you're either for him or you're not. And uh, to me, it's just uh, if you're for biblical values or not, you have to see beyond the veil. You have to spend time with the Lord in prayer and see him the way God sees him. Uh, They have to have mercy, you know, upon him. And so when you fast, which is what I'm telling people, have you fasted? The ones that disagree with him and everything because of the way he talks or whatever, I'm like, have you fasted? Uh, Do you, what is God showing you? (laughs) God is a lot different than what you see in the natural, I'm telling you. And so uh, when you pray for him, when you fight for him, and when you uh, travail for him, you see things a lot different. And so now when I see him, my bowels of compassion come out towards him, my heart of compassion. And I pray for him because I can feel, you know, the enemy uh, trying to hurt him every chance he can. And so I'm trying to keep the gates up, you know, keeping the walls from the enemy's darts, uh, trying to get him type of deal. So. Uh, Let's pray, and let's come together in agreement. Lord, uh, first of all, Lord, we praise your holy name today, Lord. You are so magnificent, Lord. You're so beautiful, and you're so holy, and we just lift you up right now, and we praise your holy name, Lord. You are so worthy to be praised, And we put you in your proper place today, too, Lord. You are God Almighty, and you are God alone. And there is no one that can change your plan, Lord, and no one that can um, come against your will, Lord, without having consequences. And, Lord, today your church comes together, and we pray in agreement, in unison over our president, Lord, that you put in there. You put him in there supernaturally, Lord. And we come together in agreement, Lord, and we pray a hedge around him of protection, a shield around him, Lord, that the enemy cannot penetrate in Jesus' mighty name. Come on now. I want to break out in tongues. I'm trying to hold it back, but. Uh, that the enemy cannot uh, penetrate. And we pray a wall of fire around the White House today. And no weapon formed against him shall prosper in the mighty name of Jesus. No Christians out there speaking negative about him is going to bring fruit either. No demonic being out there with plans to take him out is not going to go into fruition either. No weapon formed against him shall prosper in Jesus' mighty name. Lord, I thank you for sending angels to him encamping camping about him with flaming and swords and battling those demons that are trying to affect our president, trying to hit our president. We rebuke and renounce every spell, incantation, curse, uh, every ungodly attack against that man in the name of Jesus. Lord, protect him, protect his family, uh, protect the people in his circle, protect the people that's around him, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. And Lord, for the media, we pray That you would sweep from one end to the other a cleansing in the media, Lord. Save them, set them free, deliver them. Um, I pray that uh, the media will uh, have a house cleaning, that they will... uh, that you will change the hearts lord let me let me say it like this that you will change the hearts of the media companies it's not it's not the anchors that need changing they're just doing their job i'm learning this they're reporting what their bosses are telling them to report these people don't have free will to just come on there and say what they want. They have to say what their companies are telling. So I'm asking you Lord to either tear down the company that's against our country. That's against your will. Lord, tear them down uh, or uh, deliver them and let all of their leaders be healed, saved and set free. Uh, for so that your will will be done, Lord. And we come against all progressive campaigns in the media that are trying to brainwash our country that they I can say, Lord, they've been pretty successful so far. but in the name of Jesus, we pray a shifting and a turning in our nation right now in Jesus name in the media. That the news will no longer be able to lie and infiltrate our country with lies from the pits of hell being used by demonic forces to lie through the screens and try to change families, affect families, trying to make them think the propaganda, the things that they say are okay, the ungodly LGBTQ agenda, trying to make all that seem normal. Uh, trying to make Christianity look crazy, um, and all the other things that they do. Lord, expose it for what it is. Shut it down in Jesus' name. Move mightily in the media, Lord. Lord, the ones that are speaking truth, the media that is speaking the truth, and is honoring you, Lord, I am asking you, to give them everything they need to rise up and to take down the giants. Come on now. Lord, you have called us for this hour for the Davids to rise and to tear down those giants in Jesus' name. Lord, your will is that this country would rise one more time to do the harvest the way we are destined to do, The harvest of winning souls, which is God's heart, it's not making our best life now and all this other Lord. The thing that you want from us, Lord, is the harvest. You want us to have our hearts towards man and not towards self, not towards uh, agendas uh, that please ourselves. You want us to put our lives down, to lay our lives down uh, for mankind to be improved. And Lord, that is what you want from America. That is the purpose of her is to raise up people and their identity, which is where the assault is to the American people, which is why the LGBTQ has come in because they're assaulting the image of what God has created and the very plan of, assaulting their identity of pastors, prophets, teachers, evangelists, and everything else. If they can convince mankind that they are this phobia and this phobia and this pansexual and asexual and asexual and DFGQR, uh, then they won't understand that they're really called to be an apostle. They're really called to be an evangelist. They're really called to be a pastor. So, Lord, we pray you give America one more chance, Lord, and that we, the remnant, will rise in spite of the shenanigans of the devil, and we will take territory. Come on now. We will not bow, and we will not relent. We will not apologize for God's word. We will not bow down to the enemy. And not bow down to the LGBTQ agenda. No, Lord. You have called us for such a time as this. And, Lord, you are proving to us. You are proving that if we will give you our entire life, everything about us, you will take care of us and you will lead us in the coming days, in the storms that are coming. You will lead us, Lord. The most important thing is for us to hear your voice, Lord. It's the most important thing. So we know when to go, where to go, what to do, how to do, and all this. We have to hear your voice, Lord. Help your church to have the frequency to heaven open so that they can hear you and hear you very clearly so that they can obey you, Lord. And Lord, once again, while we're in your presence, Lord, we want to repent again on behalf of our president. You laid this on my heart last year, Lord, that the church needs to repent for the suffering we have caused our president unduly because the church has not been in the position. And so he's been taking the blunts and he's been taking the blows. From the enemy, because we have not been holding up his arms, we have not been standing up, we have been hidden because we have retreated in fear. And Lord, we ask that you uh, forgive us, the church, for not being there for our president, for not uh, backing him up publicly. For not going to our lawmakers and throwing fits like all the other groups are doing. So we have been very silent and they have just been blowing him up. The church repents for that today, Lord. The remnant repents. The remnant because we cannot control what all these other millions of Christians are doing out here. If they're choosing to live their life leisurely. If they're choosing to live their life uh, seeker-friendly, that's their choice. We can't control what other people do, but we can control what we do. And what we do is we do not bow to Bell. We do not bow to their agenda. We do not compromise, and we do not partner. We do not mix. We do not tickle devils. We do not touch the unclean things. We do not walk in unholiness and make excuses. Oh, God knows how you are. And and it's okay to be like that because uh, God already died for your sins. So everything you're going to do from here on out is going to be forgiven. So just don't worry about it. And God loves you no matter what you do or how you do it or who you do it to or whatever. Well, that is a lie from the pits of hell. And Lord, as you know, I was talking to this LGBTQ person today, and they was telling me the same thing I just said, that Jesus knows how they are, and they are perfectly fine in his eyes. And my response was, Every person has a choice with what they do. Yes, God does love every human unconditionally, everyone. But whether they get to be with that love the rest of eternity is their choice. It's their choice. It's not God's choice. It's theirs choice. God gave us the word of God, and he gave us Emmanuel, he gave us restrictions he gave us rules to go by he's a god of law and order if we choose to go down a road because we want to go down that road and be rebellious to the creator it doesn't stop his love for us it just stops where we're going to spend eternity your eternity is based upon your choices alone this generation lord you know this generation wants to blame other people for their problems. They want to uh, put it off on other people. But Lord, it's not that way. It is, we stand, we're responsible people. We are the children of the Most High God. And your children are responsible. They stand before your holy throne and they accept the responsibility, like I'm doing today for the president. We are accepting responsibility, the church, for the president. We are accepting responsibility for the nation because the nation would not be this sick and this troubled if the church was in her right place, if she was doing what she's supposed to be doing, casting demons out, preaching the sin, preaching truth, preaching holiness. If the church was like that, the nation would not be as sick as it is today. So we repent to you for that, Lord. But a true son and daughter of God is responsible to God alone, and we accept that responsibility. And we ask him, how can we make a change in the middle of what we see? Because that is the son and daughter is honest and then accepts responsibility and then accepts the consequences and moves forward. So if a human Lord turns around and says they don't want to serve you, it's their choice on where they go. And Lord, what we're asking for as a nation is that the ones that truly love you, Lord, the ones that want to serve you to the dead, if it requires that you would take those people, the remnant who is willing to lay it all down and to serve you no matter what, Lord, that you give our nation another chance. You give our president another four years and you let us, the church, Take that last four years and you let us run with it, Lord, run full steam ahead, Uh, supporting our president and uh, standing up for righteousness in this country not allowing the devil to just steamroll our communities and steamroll our educational system by going in there and teaching kindergartners about trans lifestyle and, and, and how they're trans. And, and, uh, although God created a male and female, they just, Uh, God got it wrong somewhere down the line. So they're just choosing to be that way. And it's okay, little kids, it's okay if you want to do this. And they're spewing all this vomit upon our educational system. Lord, the church will rise and we will stand up for righteousness. We will preach righteousness. We will preach holiness. We will teach our congregations about sin, the very thing that you hate, the very thing that holds them back from being what you have called them to be. The identity is sin. And so, Lord, we just pray today that you would help all of us, the remnant, to uh, be realigned today. It is Good Friday. And, Lord, we totally honor you today. We honor what you did for us. And we ask you, Lord, on this Good Friday to forgive us, forgive our nation, forgive our president, Lord. Forgive us for how we've done our president. And help us to be better stewards of him being in there. We asked for a Christian. We asked for someone that would help the Christian agenda and as soon as we got in there he got in there, when the spoiled brats and the enemy just started screaming, a lot of us retreated and allowed him to sit there and take the sucker punches. So Lord, we pray that the church will rise up and and stand in front of him and guard that and will not be ashamed when we're talking to our community when they talk about their utter hatred or whatever. That we will speak our opinion about how proud we are and how he fights for the country and how he helps with the health of the country and everything else. But that we will not be ashamed and even if it costs us our life, we will go out of here in a blaze of glory. Because we will stand up for righteousness and we will not be ashamed to our last breath. In Jesus name, we will not care. If people call us radical, we won't care if they try to call us all these names because we stand up for the word of God. And it's not that we're judging. They're mad at him because he has rules that they don't want to go by. He has standards and he has ways that he wants to do things. And Lord, I pray for all my friends out there that they realize when they're under persecution, it's not them. That these people are mad at. They're really mad at their self. Because they don't want to honor God. Or they're mad at God. Because they're angry at him. About something that happened in the past. Or whatever. But I pray that you help my friends out there. To know. That. uh, You are in control Lord. And to know that you are the one. That fights the battles for us. And. We choose today, Lord, on Good Friday to forgive, to forgive the people that's hurt us, Lord, and to ask you to forgive us as a church, forgive us as individuals for not being, uh, I want to say more outspoken, but not being more uh, better stewards of our country. There you go. Forgive us for not being better stewards of our country, Lord. Forgive us for not praying for the president enough. Forgive us for not defending our president, who is a Christian, who is fighting for the Christians, partnering with the Christians. Uh, forgive us for that, Lord. And we pray for him, Lord, about the peace deal, which has now been moved to June. I just found out. We pray. That he makes the right decision, Lord. That he will not listen to ungodly advice. But he will listen to godly advice that says we cannot split Israel. We just cannot. And we pray, Lord, that he will honor you with this Israel deal. And that he will not split her. And so we pray for godly wisdom. For our president, Lord. And Lord, I pray too uh, that you would give him good rest. Let his body have supernatural rest, Lord. And I pray for all of us, Lord, that we would have boldness in the workforce, boldness on the streets. And Lord, I pray too that the bride will begin to pray for random people that they would just see the open door that comes to them when people start sharing, when they begin to share that they have a backache or a toe ache or, or they got family problems or something is going on. I'm homeless. I need your money. I'm this. I'm that. That they would know that the kingdom of God has come through them to this person. And they will just simply ask, May I pray for you? And let them have the anointing on their life to where people will want to receive prayer. Lord, I pray that you give them the boldness to ask people to pray for them. And then, Lord, you will show them how you and them are the perfect evangelical team. The evangelistic team is them and Jesus. All they have to do is hear his voice to hear him to say, I want you to pray for her. They they need a hug. Just go ask them if you can give them a hug. Just smile at them across the train and just take that heaviness off just through your smile. Let your bride hear your voice, Lord. Let them hear that little tugging in their heart. Why don't you give uh, that man a hug or give that lady a hug today you know give them five dollars give them twenty dollars uh give them a smile and then so that they can hear your voice and they can just change their world with jesus leading by the ear i pray you do that for my friends lord So that they can see the power of evangelism and they can just change their world. Just you and them, Lord, just by them hearing your voice. And we thank you, Lord, and give you praise for everything that you're doing in our country. Lord, we're not giving up. We're believing that you are still moving because why today we have sunshine. Today, we're, we're not taken out by a tsunami. Today, today we have your blessings. And you, what does your word say, Lord? Your word says, pray to God when he may be found, because surely when the floods come in, people won't be praying. So we need to seek your face while the sun is shining. And while you're so beautiful, Lord. And then you can lead them on to their promised land, where you want them to be, Lord, and where you want them to go. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, bride, I just want to tell you that you're encouraging words to me about how my story is changing your life. It encourages me when you tell me. Because when you see now all of you that are just uh, starting to follow me, you're just now seeing Uh, the blessings rolling in, but you haven't seen the six years of suffering, which a lot of the other friends that have been with me for six years and have seen me homeless and going without and traveling to this church and this church and, and just obeying the Lord, traveling across the country and doing all the things, the crazy assignments that God sends me on. But that's the life of a sent one. A sent one just hears the Lord and they go. And they they just listen, you know. And the Lord will send them to different places and have them do crazy things. It seems crazy. It's not crazy, but it just to the natural ear sounds crazy. But... We're going to need that bribe because of what's coming. We're going to have to know his voice. I'm telling you as sure as I'm sitting here, we're going to have to know his voice more than anything. There may come a day we may not have our cell phones. I told you I was in a press conference a couple of weeks ago about an EMP attack, them preparing for an EMP attack. Uh, you know, having preparations in case it ever happens. But it made me think, you know what? It's probably going to happen one day. And we need to be ready because, bride, we are the Davids of our generation. We're the Noahs. We're the Esthers. We're the Deborah's. We are the world changers, us. And did you know that every general Smith Wigglesworth, and all of them, they all started like me and you. Average Joes. Average people. I was so happy to ask that question at the White House about the average Joes because I feel like that's where my connection is, is with the average Joe American. When I travel across this country, I am so well-received in all the states because of the average joe and so uh to me that is uh the real america is in the average joes it's not in the elite it's not in uh religion it is in the average joe And that is the world changers. If we only knew our real identity, we could turn this whole nation upside down. If we did not listen to the enemy and cower down under his attacks. If we just knew who we really are. That's why the devil has been attacking your identity. He does not want you to go forward. But going back to Smith Wigglesworth and all them, is with the, I relate to Amy Simple McPherson, but they were all just average Joes. Okay. Smith Wigglesworth was a plumber. And these were just average people that said, Yes, yes, Lord, I will do that, Lord. And he led them, he led them by the day. You don't do great accomplishments overnight. It comes in a process. And you just, how do you get from here to there? It's a process. You just wake up every day. Lord, what do you want me to do today? You're going to take care of my tomorrow. You are going to pay my bills tomorrow. So what do you want me to do today? Uh, Where do you want me to go? What do you want me to do? Because as he leads you by the day, he will take you there. Okay? That's how you get there. And so one day you'll wake up in Washington, D.C. and be like, "Uh, I'm in the White House. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? You're sitting there like, I am in awe. I mean, I'm still sitting there and awe. I'm like, what you have done, Lord, is just... Which I know this is all the Lord, so it's I don't take any credit. And I'm like, Lord, you are so amazing. But it took a process to get from here to there. And then you just listen. And like I said earlier, um, which I've told all these stories many times, so I don't have to repeat them again. But uh, obedience is where your wealth is. Uh, Right now, you don't see much wealth with me, but you will, only because of where God has taken me to. The blessings have only just begun. This is the this is just the beginning. I mean can you imagine where I'm going to be in a year, just from what God is doing now? I mean, that's how He does and all the process this is why we cannot resist the process because the process is much needed did you know that a butterfly when it's in a cocoon it hurts really bad because it's just swirling around there and it's 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 being formed and it's being pushed and smudged and and doing this all in the cocoon it hurts in the cocoon squeezing and pushing when the time comes for the wings to come out of the cocoon. I imagine the hurtful process, just like a baby being born coming out of the womb. It's a hurtful process. But when you come out, when you pass the test, when you come out and your wings start forming and they start getting stronger, that is where you fly into your purpose. But you don't want to fly too soon because you're not ready. And so God may hold you in a position until you pass a certain test of your character or whatnot, and then he can thrust you out there. In other words, I may not ready to be global yet. You see what I mean? There may be something still in my heart, in my character, that God is wanting to just kind of flutter on out of there, you know, get that out. Before, he just goes and then pushes me out there 100% for the entire of the world to see. You see what I mean? We have to trust God in the process. At this point, I am enjoying my life to the heal because many of you don't know. But for the past, I don't know, uh, six years, okay. Since I graduated, uh, which was 2012, with my master's degree, the Lord has had me working for the kingdom. So I have been without money for six years, greatly persecuted for not working, having a master's degree, and then having a doctor and all this, right? And I would tell people when the pressure was on really bad those first two years, I would tell them, are you hiring me? I'm sick of people saying this. You don't know how bad I want to work. I am, in my old self, a workaholic. I'm a high achiever, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I, I like to work. And so, but it was God's choice for me to focus my talents, gifts, and skills on his kingdom to help his kingdom. And that's what I've done. If I was working bright, I wouldn't have done all this. You see what I mean? But look what the Lord has done. Look. He sent me across the country to serve so many great ministers. And to sit with them in their home and in their church and see the struggles and see what's happening out there. You know. In all these different cities that God put me in. And he allowed me to see so many different scenarios of what's happening in the church. I'm talking about the church. Okay. And then one day, and then after he finishes all the churches, me serving the churches, then he launches me to travel to pray. My mission was nothing but prayer. I mean, of course, I interviewed Americans and did revivals and all that. But my main job with God was prayer. And he had me seal the borders in prayer. A wall of fire, he showed me in a dream that when I drove along the entire border, it was creating a wall of fire. And this is what the Lord told me. I want you to pray this wall of fire because I want to protect what's inside the border. That's how precious you are and America is to him. So praying along the border, driving all the way down the border, all the way through Texas, all the way up through California and up through uh, the state of Washington, you know, all of them, Montana and coming down over through Ohio and then back up to New York. And, you know, back over there in Michigan, but up to New York, and then all the way over there in New Hampshire, all the way to Maine, and then all the way down through Rhode Island, you know, and then through Pennsylvania, and all that, back to uh, D.C., the entire border sealed in God, okay? Then, now this is all when President Trump first got in, and God told me. I'm the one asking President Trump to seal the border because I'm a God of law and order. So he has a plan for the country. All right, so God sends me across there. Then he shows me how very sick the church is in the country. So for the next year, I'm researching and writing about what I see. Okay, so God reveals all this, right, of what the root is. Of all this. Now listen to me, Brad. God revealed the root of the canker worm that's in the church. Okay? Why? Because he was sending me to the capital, Washington, D.C., to do something about it. And what is it? It is to pray and to cut that root. Cut that sucker off the United States because now I know what it is. So what did God do? I've been here six months, and let's just examine what that man has done. Been here six months, and then what did he do? Pray over Capitol Hill. That was my first job, Capitol Hill. Praying over Capitol Hill, praying over the Masonic Lodges, praying over this perversion which is the lgbtq but the perversion spirit that's over this region uh that is forming these bills out of the dem it's from the democratic party the root is the democratic party and so they're the ones that are taken all right like if you have a tree say the democratic party is a tree and you have these roots down into hell basically i'm just telling you what i'm saying The fruit that's coming from this group, okay, the fruit is so rotten. That is, when you read these bills, you will see what they are doing. That one bill, the equality bill, is absolutely, it's sick. Sick sick is not even the word for it. My spirit man can't hardly take it. And it is... one of these days, I ought to get that bill and just read it to you and let you see. If you would stay on here with me for an hour or so while I, if you wouldn't get bored enough to see the verbiage of what they are shoving down Americans' throats. Do you realize, Brad, how powerful it is what these people are doing? And then we vote them in? I mean, how disgusting. We put these people in to sign this legislation. The newest one, taken in God we trust off of their statements when they get sworn in. In the where they swear and say, um, What is that that they say? I will not, you know, but it's a swearing to God basically when they say their vow. The Democrats took it out. I'm like, you're cursing our nation. What are you doing? How gross and pitiful is an organization to do that? And then we have Christians that actually gave them the pen to write that, gave them the knife to cut off God. Are they happy about it? Are you happy that you just cut God out of Congress? I mean... How idiotic can a person be to say, I mean, it's one thing voting the old Democrats. They have totally been taken over by Satan. But to vote now that you know all the vomit, it has been so exposed since Trump's been in there, how demonic this group is. And then for God to send up somebody, we are the bride ministry, sends her up there and shows her himself all the vomit that's being released, and you're still going to say that you support them, and you're still going to vote for them? Something is sick in the roots there. Seriously. And so, anyways, all I can do is report the news, and what people do with it is their own self. I mean, I can't change people. I can just tell you that God sent me here I can tell you God has had me championing purity for years. I mean, I'm the one that was the woman at the well that God is supernaturally. So God, he's just healed me, really. I mean, he that's why I'm not judging these people. I'm just telling you from somebody who's been there. If God can heal me and take me out of perversion and take me out of all that mess, he can. With anyone, I'm telling you. But God sends me somebody that knows all about perversion. God made me write a book on it. Let's see if it's right here. It's not. It's over there. But God had me write a book about it called Shut the Gates, Purity in the Bedroom. I addressed all this mess in that book. Transgender, bestiality, every bit of it. I I addressed and the Lord made me. He made me address all of it. So God has had me research all this, write about all this, and then come up here and have me pray and come up here and have me fight against this very spirit that is the root of this nation, which is coming out through legislation, which the roots just think of it like this, like an octopus. It comes out through legislation, and then it goes in your education system and goes out here, and it just puts its tentacles all over the country. So, I mean, I've been here praying. I've been here fighting. Okay, so then I finished my job over at Capitol Hill, which God told me to pray the wall of fire around all those buildings just like I did the country. But God said, I don't want you to protect it. I'm not protecting the people inside of it. I'm judging them. So he put a bullseye on top of it. So they're going through judgment. So, uh, which I believe is just fixing to get kicked up. And then he sends me over there. Now that was the belly of the beast. Now over to the mouth. God has sent me to the mouth of the beast, which is the media." So now I'm over here doing this praying, doing the thing I'm doing over there. Now God is about to open up the National Day of Prayer northern region. This is, okay, like you have D.C. right here, and you have Virginia underneath it. I am right here at the top by D.C. This is the region all through here that God has given me authority over. So what he wants me to do is to attack those roots which has a lot to do with the Masons because you have two big Masonic lodges, which I believe are the two biggest ones in the world. You have the one in D.C. called the Scottish Rite 33rd Degree. This one is like their holy of holies, okay? Uh, when they get their 33rd degree, that's where they go. Very unholy, satanic place. Okay, the other one's right here in my town. In the northern region, okay? This one is on a hill, which they're trying to be God above all. They are over overlooking all these transportation systems, train, bus, flight, ships. Uh, all the transportation systems in our country is overlooked by this high and mighty, uh, you know, in their eyes, high and mighty organization. So anyway, so that's what I'll be talking. I'm not going to be here very long. I don't know how long. But when God gets done, I will probably be out of here pretty fast. God, because it will be judgment hitting pretty hard probably. But God has me here for a purpose. And I am taking it very seriously. I'm not taking this lightly. And I'm very serious about it. And so, yes, I've been greatly rejected uh, for many reasons, but it's okay. I'm here for one purpose, and that's to please my father. And I'm very serious about pleasing him. And somebody called me, one of our family friends the other day. And she said, I had a dream that me and you died. And uh, we Walked into heaven and your mom was there to greet us, which I do miss my mom a lot. And so I told her, I said, well, it is definitely God's choice when I die, but I am not going out of here compromising. I want to go out of here on fire for God, knowing that I have done everything he has asked me to do for the time that I've been here. He is the one that controls my tomorrow. He controls my today, he controls my tomorrow, and he controls where I live and everything I do. And this is why I bride, by the way, this is why he gives me cars and furniture and clothes and houses. He, he, he takes care of everything because uh, I just obey him and go where he tells me to go and I do what he tells me to do. So I always, I've been telling people, he'll give me a car when it's his time. When he's ready for me to start traveling or whatever, he'll give me what I need. And so now he gave, gives me a dream a couple of months ago, you're going to start traveling more. And then the next month, uh, I had a dream that somebody gave me a car, which I've had other prophecies too. But the point is, is that as long as I'm here, he's the one that I please. And if people don't understand my callings or gifts, I can't explain it. I I try, but I just live, uh, you know, trying to please him. And um, my biggest battle, I'd say, is my body. My body, the battle with my body is my biggest uh, battle that I have. I was... Uh, I had lost those 60 pounds, uh, really fast. I lost those 60 pounds. I think it was three or four months, four months, I think. Yeah, it was, it was four months. I lost those 60 pounds and then I had to travel, uh, to go down to sell the house and everything. And then I tried to do it with the supplements and all this, other you know, I was trying to add to it, but For some reason, it just threw me off. I don't know how to explain it, but uh, it kind of threw me off. And so I'm still trying to, and then, you know, trying to, I started working out and then I built muscle. And (laughs) the point is, is that I am still trying, but that is my biggest battle for sure. And so if you would pray for me on that, Brad, I would appreciate it. Uh, Let's see what else. And then I want to tell you one other thing. bride. you have got to know God's will about your relationships. Remember, I told you the story of, uh, you know, I've been single now. Uh, 19 years. <laughs> I had to think of it. Uh, 19 years. And so uh, for the past three years, the Lord tells me, you know, I'm fixing to get married and then. Uh he's been telling me lately, you know, he's coming, he's coming. So I meet this guy. And uh I really liked him. You know, we was talking about four or five days. And uh these are my business cards. But I was talking to him, you know, about four or five days and I really, really liked him. Like he was a man of prayer, he uh was a pastor, he's very astute. You know, he's a national leader like I am, and he's he just seemed perfect. But uh, about four or five days into it, y'all know how the Lord does me, boy. He rebuked me, he came to me in a dream. I mean, when he rebukes me, when it's really serious, he comes to me in a dream, he walks right in my dream, and he tells me, He says. He is not the one. You are not allowed to be with him. And he told me other things I can't say on the but the point is, he said no. And so I tell this guy, I'm like, uh, I'm sorry to tell you, but the Lord said I can't be with you. And he's like, okay, well, I'll honor you in the Lord, you know, so we don't talk for about four or five days. And uh, I got to missing him because I did enjoy our conversations, you know, because I haven't been talking to me all, you know, this. So I missed him. So I, I called him back and I said, I got a problem. I said, I miss you. He goes, oh, man, I miss you, too. So we started talking. And we said, we're just going to be friends. So about three days later, the Lord comes to me again. Oh, he wouldn't leave me alone. He came to me in a dream. And I'm telling you, everything was innocent between me and him, of course. And so the Lord comes to me in a dream and he says, I said, no. (laughs) So I was like, oh, man, I was like, I really like him, Lord, you know. And so uh, the next morning I had to call him or I texted him and I said, man, the Lord came to me in a dream again. I said, he will not let me see you, and I'm so sad about it. I said, I really like you, and I'm so sad. And he calls me immediately. And he was like, I am in love. You know, it's like, me too. I'm in trouble. And so he's like, well, we can just be friends. And I was like, yes, I'll, let's just, if I can't have you, let's just be friends. So I tried that for about three days. <laughs> right? This prophet walked up to me. He came up to me and he said, the Lord, he said, the Lord says, let that man go. And my, when he said that, my heart went like this because I knew I was busted by a prophet. Because <laughs> this is what happens with ministers. Okay, God will tell you no. And if you keep doing it, He'll tell you, you no. he'll keep trying to get you on the right path. But if you're so stubborn, you won't listen. He'll send a prophet. But when he sends a prophet, that's it. That's your last warning. That's like it. God still works like that. Did you know that, Brad? He still has prophets and they are very serious. You know, the Lord is very serious about prophets. So... But the problem was with this man is I had a sting in my heart. For some reason, I just couldn't let him go. I had a st- I called it a sting because it was the first time I felt this way about somebody in forever, you know. So I had a sting. And uh, when he said that, my heart just went like this, blue. <laughs> my heart just went, that sting that was there went, and it was gone. God delivered me. As soon as, when the prophet said that and he confronted my sin, I looked at the prophet immediately. I didn't even consider it. I said, I repent. I repent, Lord. I am so sorry. Forgive me, Jesus. And when I said that, I felt this um, sting of this feeling I had for this man just leave like this. And so I repented. I was serious. I repented. Because I knew I was in trouble. It was either you lose your ministry and everything you have if you continue in your disobedience or you obey the Lord. Basically, is what the Lord was saying. So, I texted the man. And I said, a prophet came to me and said, I cannot be with you. So, I'm going to have to block you. And I'm very sorry. uh, But I have to obey the Lord and may God richly bless your ministry. And that was it. I cut it off and that feeling has not been back. The point that I'm trying to make is uh, God's will is much more important than our feelings. It's much more important than our desires and us as a person. This is what it means, bride, when God says you have to die, you have to die to uh, your will and your way of doing things because our heart is deceitful. Do you understand? Our heart is deceitful because what, you know, I've had people say, well, if I'm attracted to the same sex, if my heart tells me I'm in love, then who are you to tell me that my heart cannot love who it wants to love? Oh, God can tell you that all day long because your heart is deceitful. You have to tell it what to think. You have to take dominion. And this is a lesson for somebody out there tonight that their heart may be pulling towards somebody. God wants your heart to be under his will and holy. It has to be holy. And the only way it can be holy is to be in God's right order. You see what I mean? If there's any person that's watching that is battling that, I encourage you, you have to stop it. I don't care how far you're into it, you've got to stop the unholiness. Because the Lord it, it only leads to rotten fruit, okay? If you what it happens is when you make those I call it like an alliance. When you make an alliance, you're planting roots. But what's going to come out of those roots is the fruit of it. And if it came from an unholy vine, you are going to produce unholy fruit. This is why, bride, we cannot mix. Do you hear me? We cannot mix with the world. I've seen videos of these ministries playing Michael Jackson music on the platform with children dancing It's sick. We cannot mix. We cannot partner with the devil and think God's going to bless it. We can't worship Baal and worship God too. We have to walk in holiness and give our heart to the Lord and let him keep you on a right path. And I'm going to tell you, Brian, when you listen to music that is ungodly, it will influence your heart. Let me repeat that again. If you listen to ungodly music, it will influence your heart. If you're listening to bump and grind, it is going to bring lust in your heart. If you listen to tear in your beer, it's going to bring lust in your heart. I'm just telling you, if you watch movies, I'm teaching you about sin, okay? If you're watching TV, and you like see like Grey's Anatomy where they first started showing two lesbians just say that they were in love, but then they would maybe hold hands. But that would probably be the worst you'd see. At first, your heart just goes, ugh, you know. And then they'll show something else and they keep advancing it. And then it just end up showing them kissing. Then it'd go to men, which is where a lot of people are grossed out when it comes to men. Then it's men, and now what is Grey's Anatomy? What is it? It is them men making out on national TV. How perverted can you get? Do you see what I'm saying? A frog slowly cooked in a pot because we mix with perversion. Oh, it's okay. I'm just watching a show it's all right, they'll do it this time, they won't do it again, and then they'll do it again, and then you're excusing that, oh, well, and then pretty soon, you're off in an unholy relationship, because your eyes have partnered, did you know, be careful little eyes, what you see, because your eyes just approved of their sin, because you permitted it, because you allowed that vomit to come into your eyes. It's like I say again, when you vote, you are giving permission. When you vote, you are signing off on these people. When you give your vote, we have to be careful. But anyways, bride, I hope I've encouraged you today to walk in holiness. And I do want to say this. Uh, it is bringing me some grief, me standing for holiness in media. Okay. Uh, but for some reason, this is how God is having me do it. Uh, I cannot be fake. You know, even when I was a little girl, I could not be fake person. Uh, when I was in high school, and I was a high school cheerleader. I was so excited to be a cheerleader because I was raised in a violent home. And then to when when mama met this rich man and we moved to a rich city and then I had been dancing a few years. And so I tried out for cheerleading, made it at the high school. Man, I was in a whole new world. I absolutely loved it. I would paint spirit spirit signs and cover the school I was so school-spirited, they would say, oh, when you get a senior, you're going to be most school-spirit, but let me tell you what happened, I talked to everybody, I talked to, back then in high school, we had different levels, you had the nerds, you had the freaks, you had the frocks, which was half a freak, and half a jock, and then you had jocks, okay, So I was a jock, but jocks back then was not allowed to talk to anybody beneath them. The jocks were the, which was the athletes were the, the good, you know, the whatever, the elite. So I would talk to everybody, the freaks, the frocks, the nerds, uh, everybody, because I loved the entire school. So one day, halfway through my season, my teachers pulled me aside, and they said, June, you're a really good cheerleader, but you need to hang around jocks only. You are not allowed to talk to the freaks, or the frocks, or the nerds, and so I looked at my teachers, and I said, well, I hate to tell you this, but... I have to be nice to everybody. They're all a part of this school. And I don't think I'm better than other people just because I'm a cheerleader. So they got mad at me. And you know what they did, Brian? The next year when I was trying out, uh, everybody just knew I was going to make it. But when I tried out, they refused to let me even try out. And it was because I was not a team player and I wouldn't be stuck up like the other girls. So you know what I did? Whenever they punished me? What I did is I said, Alright, yo suckers, you're not gonna stop me from having school spirits. So you know what I did? Is I went and started that school's very first pep club. And I had over half the students in that pep club. I still surged my school in spite of the snobs and I had, we took our football team, this is how good this pep club was, we took our football team all the way to state, and let me tell you, back then we used to have awesome pep rallies, and so so we had this football game of all football games, we had over 10,000 people there, and it was the game before the playoffs, I mean, yeah, the game before it's state, okay, we had, 500 students line up from one end of the football field into the other and when the football team come running in you couldn't hear nothing for the thunders norza <sighs> of the crowd and of all these students screaming to the top of their lungs as the football team run through there so yes I left a legacy even though I wasn't in the elite so I still have that problem today. I still love the average American Joe. I still stop today to talk to a homeless person. I still say hello to random people. I compliment people. It's in my fiber. It's in my being to be like this, you know, and I believe that when I do the news, that that is who I'm representing up here in D.C. is the average American Joe uh, Christians, you know, to the government. And so, anyways, I don't even know why I was off telling you that story. But the point is, um, I pray that uh, you have a good day, Brad. I forgot even why I was telling you (laughs) that. My mind just went off. Uh, but, anyways, I love you. I'm a hey, let me look on here and see because I haven't been seeing your comments. Okay, so I'm gonna start off from the top and read Carolyn, amen, pulling down strongholds, praying for our president, vice president, and their families. Amen, Caroline. Yes, Lord, yes. Well, hello, Katie. Hello, Zulima. Caroline repeating, Lord, open the eyes and forgive me. Yes, Lord. Katie, yes, Lord. Deborah, amen, Caroline, amen. Come on. Deborah, amen, Zalima, amen, Caroline. Lord, wake us up, yes. Hello, Nicole. Deborah, truth. Hello, Cliff and Kim. Caroline, amen, Deborah, amen. Caroline, amen. Forgive me, Lord. Take my life and I give it to you, Lord. Yes, Lord. Caroline, it's Thursday. Why? What did I say? Oh, my goodness. I was thinking today. Oh, man. I was thinking today is Good Friday. Thank you, Caroline. Lord, forgive me. Oh, well. All right. Thank you for clarifying. Oh, that's Cindy. Hey, Cindy. Cindy clarifying as well, Deborah. Okay. Shauna. Hello, Miss Shauna. Deborah, glory, hallelujah. Hey, Mike. Deborah, true, God is so good. Yes, glory, hallelujah. Hello, Margaret and Susan. Deborah, I feel the Holy Ghost, amen. Jonathan, hello, Jonathan. Uh, Lisa, hello, Lisa. Sabina, the bride must join with you in this mission. I need help. To say that I need help is an understatement. I need some help for sure. All right, Katie, it's an awful, awful bill. Yes, talking about the equality bill. They are saying transgenders will be seen no different than a person's race. Yes, amen. On the WATB tv page, the bill is linked in the HR5 article. Amen. Hello, Julia. Well, hello, Robert. What is up in Mexico? All right, now. Hello, Tommy. All right. Hello, Frank, brother. All right. Caroline Wooder, I'm cracking up. It's so sad for you, too. Oh, you must be when I was talking about the man, huh? (laughs) Me confessing my sin. Okay, Caroline. Amen. That's great. Thank you for your honesty. Hello, Susan. Katie, soul ties. That's what it was. It was a soul tie. And you can have a soul tie even when sin's not involved. All right, Katie, yes. Deborah, strong, anointing, flowing. Yes, amen, and Caroline, amen. Yes, that's right. You can have a soul tie. You can have a soul tie with your children. You can have a soul tie with your brother, your mother, your dad. You can have a soul tie anywhere. And um, we just got to pray that the Lord will help us to Uh, excuse me, to see through all that. I'm just thankful. Listen, Brad, when it comes to that man and my sin, I am just thankful that God took that from me because my heart's desire is to please him. If I'm single the rest of my entire life, my heart's desire is to please the Lord. And look, do do I look like I need a man? I mean, God, (laughs) he takes care of everything. He is my husband. You know, he pays all my bills. He protects me. Remember when I came to Washington and uh, I told the Lord, I need you to hold me so tight because I am so scared. And God held me like a glove for three weeks. I will never forget it till the day I die. I'm telling you, I felt his me being in his wing for three weeks because y'all don't know how scary it was to come here. I'm just telling you. I came here the first time and got so scared I went back home because it's, you're up here with the worst in the nation, you know, terrible. <laughs> uh, you know, like I was at this hotel and there was these guys that looked like they'd slit your throat in a minute. I was like, oh, you know, and I'm from the South and it's just so different. And so I went back home and then God told me to write that proposal to the president. and I did that. And then uh, the Lord said, you've got to go back now. And I was telling him, I'm so scared, Lord. I'm by myself. Don't you understand? (laughs) You know how you do, God? Don't you understand what you're asking? I am by myself as a 50-year-old woman. I have no contacts up there. It is me (laughs) by myself. You know, and then make you go up there with $9 on a Greyhound bus with one bag, you know. But God did it, and now look what He did. He made me that was my test before the promised land a big test, and thankful for the friend life uh, kathy bigwell uh was my main prayer warrior during that time, and she really prayed for me uh helped me she she was straight with me, boy, she would tell me. June, that is the devil stopping you from going because one minute somebody was going to buy my house and then I'd stay another week. And then that would fall through. And then somebody would want to buy it right before the next week came. It was like that for like three or four weeks. But she, you know, was honest with me. It really helped me and everything. So, all right, bride. Well, I guess I'm going to get off here. I enjoyed uh, spending time with you. And uh, I love you so much. And I am glad that you're getting to see God uh, defend me and back me up. That's what he's doing. Uh, I remember one time I was praying. I was so much in my pit, and my kids did not understand what I was doing. And I remember talking to the Lord one day, and I was like, Lord, I need you to back me up. I need my kids, Lord. I need my kids to see You come through, you know, because they've seen me all these years suffering, and they just don't believe in me anymore, Lord. I need You to show them, you know, all this. And now, before their eyes, God is proving Himself holy and mighty, and the awesome God that He. And my kids are in awe now. And I'm like, how quickly y'all forget from Bible college. Hello. This is what God did in Bible college six years ago. All right. Back in 2005, he did the same thing on a three-month scale to show me what was coming globally. So that's another thing I've had to hold on to is that God did all this years ago, and I know what he's going to do. I'm going to remind you again. I'm telling you. Right now, we're at the very beginning. Wait till you see the blessings about to roll in. I'm telling you, after God broke the heavens, I called it broke the heavens back then, I never had to pay another bill. People would call my apartments and say, how much did she owe you? And they would mail them a check. They would pay it. People gave me everything. They would just hand me thousands of dollars and everything. I mean, it was God. I'm not saying anything about it, but uh, there were so many blessings, Brad, that people got tired of hearing them. They would, you know, I don't know. I was doing newsletters where I was saying, man, this week God did this, 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 and it was just all the time. I mean, every day, a blessing of something. And so it's coming again. And so I just pray that I'm glad that y'all get to see it now, especially all of you that's been with me. Okay, I gotta go and take this call, Brad. Love you. Well, hello, how you doing?
0: With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom?